Hello, friends. Welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty, and I'm here with tantalizingly turgid Chris Prunty. On today's episode, we continue our deep dive into the bank of death, paying attention to geography, points of interest, and aspects of the capital city. Daniel will again be missing out on this episode. He is still in London for some reason. Like, Daniel, I mean, come on, get get over it. It's it's just one city. Yeah, you need to exit. Through the gift shop? Oh, no, I was going for a Brexit. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I'm dumb. I missed that. Yeah. That's on no, me. No, it's okay. No, no, I didn't do a good enough job. Yeah, that's, I mean, you should have just mentioned like Jeremy Corbyn or, you know, Boris, and that would have been fine. All right, so let's start off with geography. We we mentioned a little bit last episode that it is the the land of the Bank of Death is a little bit uh, not great because you know it's essentially a resource starved country, and the cities themselves are kind of bastions of you know just wealth in terms of affluence. What? Yeah, yeah. In terms of affluence, in terms of this is what money can do. And I actually missed a. A parallel that I think is fairly appropriate, is which Dubai? is which is Dubai. <laughs> yes, I mean you know like oil aside, no one wants to live in the deserts, right? Like that's kind of not given the choice. Would you go to Scottsdale, Arizona, or well, okay, you like Arizona? Maybe Arizona's that's not. Arizona's nice. Yeah, it's so warm. Right. Bad example. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think Dubai is actually a fairly appropriate parallel that we can draw. However, what I wanted to kind of focus on here as well is the idea that, yes, around this area, particularly or around the cities, particularly dangerous for people to be to the and, and I mentioned we mentioned the wild in the wilds episode that the further away from civilization you get, the more warped and the more chaotic it becomes. Mm-hmm. I actually want to highlight that in the Bank of the Dead. I want the wilds in the Bank of the Dead to like, this is where it gets really, really bad for, for whatever reason. Wars between the, the different, uh, Lords of death or whatever, uh, the Capulet. Oh, oh, I wasn't even thinking about the cities themselves. I was thinking about like, maybe just straight up mutants, maybe just straight up. Like this is where the more monstrous things live is in the wilds of the bank of death. Now just to go over arid desert. Yes, I'm not thinking of like a like a tundra, like an ice desert or anything like that. I would not even necessarily a desert. I was thinking maybe more like badlands more than anything else. Um, but but that's that's kind of the idea that I had. Maybe a mixture of both, like Death Valley. Oh no! What? Oh, I didn't even mean to do that. That was you didn't really hundred no, percent, and that's what I love. Uh huh. All right. Oh well, well. We're talking about anyway. Arizona just segued in. Yeah, great, great segue. So my point being, right? My geographical point of interest is something that was inspired by Dubai, in the and and a little bit of Salton Sea, where it's a man-made lake. So what ended up happening is there, you know, however many years ago, a principality, a, a nation state, what have you, defaulted on their loans. And beforehand, they put up, you know, the Bank of Death was like, hey, put up that beautiful natural lake as collateral and we'll take your loan, no problem. They default, and they took the deal not thinking like, they're not going to take a lake. How are they going to take, take a lake? 
Right. So they default on the loan. And then, of course, who do you call? Who do you hire who are so good at moving water sources and who are so good at logistical problems like that? They talk to Hondasa and they managed to uproot and move an entire lake and plopped it in uh, one of their cities. I, I'm not saying necessarily the capital, but the the, the uh, God Pacted that performed the deal now has an entire, like, I'm thinking not just like a, a little, like, oh, it's a little puddle. No, no, no. I'm talking like a central park. Worth of water. More, Mm. actually. I was thinking like maybe Lake Erie, like that big. Yeah. Like that that level of of kind of like movement. Because now it's like that doesn't belong there. But man, it's cool that we have that. And that shows the power that money has. You know, like, yeah, we have enough money to take your literal national resources. And they're mine now. Like that's how that's how powerful this bank is, mm. and that's the influence that I wanted to convey. Mm. Just to touch on it, is it kind of like a a natural lake that formed out? Like they plopped out the water, or is it kind of more like the reflecting pool of uh, uh, in Washington D.C. of where it has like stone and oh it's, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. octagonal or something? I think there's a natural shape. I think that they wanted to keep the natural beauty of it. You know, like this, this God pack probably is like, wow, I really like that beautiful lake a lot. I wish I had that closer to my home. And so they literally like a super villain, like a Saturday morning super villain. They're just like picked it up and dropped it up. They, they control C control V and then bam, now it's in my city. That lake is mine. Just a little house out on the lake. Oh man. It's just like that. It's just like, no, 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 but, but also put my house there. I want that as the other thing. Can, can you imagine being so rich that you're just like, you know, I really want to really want a lake view. And then you can just buy a lake rather than having to move somewhere else. Richie rich level. Exactly. Exactly. And I know it sounds cartoonish, but like that type of thing. And, and I, again, I draw from historical context where there were, you know, like there's places out in California that they basically rerouted water sources to create lake, uh, lake villages like Salton Sea, uh, which is really a really fascinating case. Um, there is essentially like they were moving a giant water source and it broke. And so there was a, 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 a lake town and speculation was, oh, that's going to be a new, a new resort town. And that's going to be what's, what's going to happen. And so they built up all these hotels and then it turns out that the water was incredibly toxic to the point where like, and and then it, and it also dried up. So what happened is all of the fish that they put in the pond are all now dead. And there, there, there's an entire like giant area of just powdered like fish bones and derelict abandoned hotels. So I think I've seen pictures of this. Yes. I'm almost certain you have. Uh, My wife went out there when we went out to California a couple years ago and it was, my wife. Yeah, my <laughs> wife. Uh, yeah, so it was, it, it's, I, so there's historical context for something like that happening. And when you have enough, I mean, like, look at the, look at the engineering feats of the ancient world as we see them oh, now. Yeah, you go big. Right, exactly. And I mean, and, and like, uh, even, even the Romans, like they created, you know, there were, I think it's Tyre or, or Tyr. Tyr sounds right. Yeah, Probably. 
but but that was once an island and then to invade it they literally created enough land to get there and like that's the thing like all they had back then was people and manpower and time because what are they gonna do like people aren't gonna be playing dungeons and dragons back then or like going looking at cats on the internet no like what are you gonna want to do for 12 hours of our waking day like i don't know shovel let's, let's go shovel hey that sounds fulfilling so so that's my historical precedent for it that this stuff hmm. can happen as long as you have the money and the manpower to do it and i think that when we're talking about the bank of death of course they're going to have the money and the manpower to do it like i think it makes sense so and not only that i love the idea that these are basically just like multi-billionaire oligarchs just making shit happen especially for their own fancy where they're exactly like, I, I should buy a lake <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's that it's that image i should buy a boat but it's like a lake instead yeah it's what you gotta do when you're unimaginably wealthy yes and immortal uh, right because i can wait what uh, you're just gonna be bored right so chris that's that's my geographical location what was yours what do you got for us loaded in the chamber so wow i uh i I don't have as much history or behind mine. I really just wanted to do a cave with big ass crystals. Have you ever seen those crystal caves? <laughs> you kind of make it feel like <laughs> You do know the caves that I'm talking about. Like I mean, in I'm, South America where it's like crystals the size yeah. of like buildings and everything. I, I'm, I'm just thinking of Professor Dinosaur now from <laughs> Atomic Robo. Crystals. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Making the science with crystals. All right. So let's let's kind of flush out these caves a little bit more. It was mainly based on the fact that we were doing something with sinkholes and everything. So I wanted there to be something of like a cave system, mm -hmm. and I, I was going to tie this back into to more stuff in a little bit. But that, sure. that'll be covered in the point of interest. Section. Well, why don't you why don't you uh, transition into that once you're done explaining? Oh, so uh, I forget the name of it, but the South American caves that have the huge ass quartz crystals. Yes. I, I, I do know what you're talking yeah. about, but much like Chinampas, I'm it's I'm drawing a blank right now. Oh, okay. I, I was about to say it's just like I haven't mispronounced anything yet. So not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I'm staying away from that for right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. uh, I'll make sure to highlight it and loop it when you actually do. I couldn't think of anything beyond uh like fancy glassware or anything that people made quartz of. Quartz of is kind of like gold. It's very hard. Mm -hmm. But it's brittle. Yeah, it's like um, it's like uh, what's it? Called? Obsidian. Obsidian is one of the sharpest things on Earth, but it's one of those things where it's super brittle, so it, it just cracks, and that's why we don't use it for weapons unless you're, you know, Aztec. But yeah, yeah. yeah. but I mean, and even then, you're just like, oh, what's this strong ass piece of wood? What if I hammer this sharp but brittle thing mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. this strong and hard thing? Mm. Okay, mm. made it weird. But I was thinking that maybe this particular type of quartz or something about it isn't necessarily magical, but unique. Mm -hmm. And the reason it, it would help to be unique is I wanted it to be involved in the money, in the minting of either coins or something of where a little shard of this crystal gets put into the money. And the fact that it has unique Ooh. properties, maybe it fucking glows. Maybe it's a certain color of crystal that you can't really find elsewhere, but... One, it makes it very hard to duplicate. Yeah. And two, I wanted currency of the Bank of Death to be like, it's just like, oh, wow, he's paying one of those coins. That's a... Uh... Yeah. Like, it shows that you're, like, you have more money than the traditional... Because yeah. I imagine that it's like a silver trade for the most part. Like, 
gold is one of those things that you see like pretty rarely. It's like a hundred dollar bill. Yeah. Like they exist, but like people don't really use them. For the most part, if you're dealing with cash, you're doing twenties, right? Yeah, and and you can break in the money system based a little bit on how much of the uh the quartz is put into it into mm-hmm. the coin mm-hmm. or also how it's cut. Cause you could have it be like, oh, that looks like one thin flake that is the lowest domination. You could have it be where it's one of those uh emerald cuts, I forget what it's called, but like uh comes into like a rectangle like shape almost a square you know what i'm talking about uh think of a big pile of treasure and when you go just like that's a ruby that's an emerald that's a sapphire they all for some reason usually get like a unique shape Mm -hmm. at like the diamond shape can be cut into the same shape as like any other piece of right put it into the diamond shape because it shows its clarity and all that shit so for me uh when i think of the different gems and everything like that my brain, again, just goes to magic because that's just how it works. The In Magic the Gathering. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Where it's the Mox Emerald is, in fact, a rectangular shape. Mox Ruby and Mox Sapphire and Mac, and Mox... All the, all the Moxes have specific shapes. And so when you say Ruby, my brain... Instead of picturing, like, a Ruby, it pictures the specific Mox Ruby art. Yeah. Which just shows, like, how deeply ingrained that game is in my head. But that's also what I mean. Like, when I think of emeralds, I think of a particular shape. And I think it might have been from the movie Return to Oz, and I don't know why. Well, well, yeah, that's fair. So so the idea is, right? All right. So so this is what I'm thinking. So a a bank of death, uh, you know, currency, a coin, right? Yeah is a circle with a square in the middle and that is empty. And then you can then put in your quartz right there, but it has to be like forged a specific way. So it's like lodged in there as opposed to where it's just added on later. Oh yeah. yeah. And I think that that might be part of the fun when it comes to creating forgeries is you're going to have people who are doing it the cheap way where they're basically just creating a, a yeah, yeah. They're well, like they, they jamming it in there. Yeah. They're like, they're jamming like glass into that type of thing. Speaking of, maybe what's interesting about the quartz is the way that it refracts light, or maybe it's something like that. You know, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, originally I was, uh, coming across the three parts dead series where people had to put soul stuff into coins in order to trade it. But that gets really close to that. Uh, sci-fi trope and thing of where people are just like, oh, he's gambling time or putting yeah, his soul yeah, into it. Yeah, I really, I really want to avoid that if possible. I mean, I do like the fact of a craftsman putting his blood, sweat, and tears into things, but I, I don't know. I, I was thinking at, at most, maybe it has some weird natural property, like it, it comes off with a, a ethereal-like glint. But then I was just like, ethereal, eh, dead. Do I want to oh. play too much on that? Do you maybe, maybe part of it is. Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking of this because it's not, we're, we're not getting into like, oh, he's putting his essence into it, but like maybe something about the, the quartz, you can bleed into it and it'll just bleed. It'll actually act like water. Mm. So you like drop a water, like a little drop of water or blood into it and it just soaks through, you know, and you can see the splash and everything like that, but it stays there. So when you say blood is actually in the quartz itself, I think that that'd be kind of a cool idea because every every droplet is going to be fairly unique, right? Or it's going to be distinct, I suppose, not unique. And I think that gives that a little bit more... Uh, I think that's a little bit more interesting. 
But then, of course, it doesn't. It's it's not like a snow globe where you can shake it. It's like no. At the time of forging, blood is put into it, and bam, you see it, and that's what it is. Oh, and like a forgery would have it where it's just like, wait a minute, that's painted on exactly. Right, right, right. And and it's hard to kind of get that distinct blood shape pattern and everything like that. And, and so you get that moment of where a shopkeeper can like put it in his mouth and like instead of biting it, he licks it and goes like, ew, gross. Yeah, or or even like. The, the way to verify it is to bleed on it again or something like that. You know, there's there's something to it where you can kind of test. Oh, now I'm getting now I'm getting a weird like uh, John Wick vibe of that coin that he had to cut himself on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, not I, I haven't seen John Wick. Any of them. I know. I know. I know. I know. I wish Daniel was here. <sighs> Daniel. I don't think Daniel's seen John Wick. I know, Wick but I want to know fact, his opinion. I would, I would put money on the fact that Daniel hasn't seen John Wick. What if it's one of the movies he's he's seen and he hates it? You don't even have an opinion to draw from this. Yeah, no, I don't. But I know the coin you're talking about because I've seen clips. It's pretty cool. YouTube YouTube does that where I can feel informed but still having not seen the movie. All hail the algorithm. Yes, the algorithm. All hail. <laughs> All right. So you, 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 you said that your geographical stuff, a.k.a. the quartz that we're talking about, that's abundant in these lands apparently, right? Yeah, yeah, or at least there's a giant cave system. With yes, it, right? I okay. Like gi- cave system with giant quartz. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, so you said that it had something to do with your point of interest. What is your point of interest? The sir? point of interest was the mint of the Bank of Death, mm-hmm. where they forge the coins, where they make them. Yes, and uh, I did want it to be somewhat close to it because going back to the uh, what is known about that cave is it is pretty deep underground and we're getting into a territory that I know that you hate. Go on. Where things are underground. People enjoy forges. People forge things underground, perhaps using some sort of magma tube. So so far, nothing wrong, except maybe magma tube. I think that might be a little far-fetched. You're right. Lava tube. Still a little bit far-fetched. Okay. But but whatever, we're talking about a magical system here, so yeah. it's fine, you know. And, yeah, I just wanted it to be, like, part of the thing that makes it secure is you have to go pretty deep to find this crystal. Oh, okay, I can I so, can kind of get into that. So it plays the rarity of it, the fact of it has to go down there, and I was thinking of wherever it is, it's a literal sweatshop of people, like, working to make these coins because yeah. you, are, you are put down there. It takes time to get down there. That resources are made into you almost living there in, granted, hellish conditions, but you're... You get paid remarkably yeah. well. And people do their stints in, in the courts. I'm getting, I'm getting like a, a Fort Knox vibe, where, but, but also the fact that I like the idea in some cases that you don't know... It's, it's, the location is kind of a secret. You know, where it's like, yes, there, we have a mint slash forge slash quartz factory that is around here somewhere, but to prevent, you know, attempted theft and robbery and, you know, it's, it's obviously an incredibly valuable area. They have like, there's no distinct area. There's no, or, or something like that, you know? And I'm assuming that, uh, for the most part, they go to wherever the crystals are. So over time it moves granted at a snail like pace. Yes. And what I'm also thinking is, of course, they're you know to protect it, they're gonna add little false you know 
uh, tunnels and areas and stuff like that. And who knows? Maybe if you're maybe if you're greedy enough, you stumble into a place that you're sure is the forge, only to find out that it's just like it's swarming with mummies and stuff like that. Oh, oh, they put something else down here. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And and so the or again, even someone who's just like adventurous spelunking, and they're just like, yeah, we're gonna get some of these quartz to. Uh to make some forgeries. And then like, is that a building? Can, oh. can we have the building move? Because I like the idea that it is at least in some way mobile, mm. right? It, so what's moving? Is it is it by magical means? I'm thinking it's like a palanquin type situation where they literally physically lift it. Obviously you're going to take hundreds, if not thousands, or you can just put on wheels, like whatever. I guess you could put it on wheels. I was thinking kind of like, um, you know how the Russians in World War II, how they would literally ship factories brick by brick because they're from retreating from the front lines as mm -hmm. Hitler came? Something like that. But maybe it'd be more fun if it was, you know, like they're physically lifting this giant, you know, thing and moving it. I mean, they could, they have time on their side, of course. You yeah. could literally, as you mine out crystal, like put down the tracks that they then pull. Oh, kind of like yeah, th that's actually kind of interesting. Like put it on a rail system. That okay, I can I can support that. That yeah, sounds not, fun. Not so much like not to get into we're not in the industrial revolution. No, no, no. But I feel like rails would somehow be preferable. Like a wheel and a spoke for it is not yeah. that hard to imagine. Oh yeah, no, I can see that for sure. And yeah, I mean, of course you know because minecarts existed. Yeah, well, I, I think that like the first minecarts were built around the 1500s, which does kind of sync up with the timeline that we have involved. Mm -hmm. So that's I don't know. I think that I think that works pretty well. You know, we can at least have the rail system going. You know. Yeah, yeah. Early laying the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're never recording this podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, so that's my point of interest. Okay. What, what yeah. was yours? Uh, my mine's a little different. Um, because I kept thinking about a sex shop. Ah, uh, that might be interesting, but no, not, not now. I kept thinking about the fact that there were once 10 God packed, right? And now we're down to six, maybe five, depending on how it works out. So I kept thinking about the God packed and how we went from 10. Now we're down to six. I love, and I kind of came up with the idea that there is an abandoned city or not an abandoned, but like it is. I think you mentioned this way back in the Hundasa episode. It's so-and-so's folly where it is a city or, or some kind of a ruin of a city that has just been demolished and salted and essentially <clears throat> sunk into the tar pits, you know, where you see like spires poking up of the, you know, from this massive waste of tar. And of, I mean, that's what I want. I want what is essentially a massive, haunted wasteland of a of an ancient city that no longer exists because yeah. one of the god pacted maybe maybe this is like the one and only time war has broken out open war has broken out between the god pacted and it was such a disaster that they cursed this land entirely and then this city which was once his pride is now you know, like it's something that the locals point to and be like, you don't want to go there. Like, it's I, a well, haunted no, place. no, 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 no. I know you're an adventurer. I know you think you can handle it. You cannot handle this place. 
You know, like that's like everything about it is deadly and dangerous and fucking scary. That's what I want to go with. Mm. I like the going back to what you said earlier about like mutants in the waste. And uh, I, I, I really like, as you know, like wastelands, ruins, uh, post-apocalyptic kind of stuff. Yeah. So I do like this ruined city, the weird doom that came to Valeria kind of feel that it, it yeah. has. Uh, smoking ruins. I have an idea that I was just, okay, hold on. What if, what if this is where the first mummy was born and that mummy was one of the God pacted of the dead. Mm. So he still rules that city, but he's like trapped inside essentially. And it is one of those, like it's, he's basically, if you want to talk about big, bad, evil liches, he is the archetype that we can point to. Hmm. So is he, so you say he's trapped there. Sure. I haven't I haven't really yeah, thought it out too yeah, much because you know I just literally thought of this as we were speaking. No, I'm just trying. But there's something terrifying about the idea that he's stuck, and and maybe maybe that's the thing. Maybe like just the spires poke out, and there's an entire city underneath. Oh, like an under tar adventure. Yeah, like underwater adventure is bad enough, but under, under tar, tar, you're not gonna. Wait, you wouldn't be able to see. But no, it's also it's yeah. that's like underground plus underwater, which it, and also burning alive the entire time. But something about that concept where it's like a submerged city under tar, and like maybe you're uh, living people just can't go there, mm. right? Like think think about it that way. Can you imagine like even if you get inside a building, there's no air, or if it's air, then you're sweltering. Like it's so hot from all of the hot like the geothermal like energy. I don't know. There, there's something there. I'm, I'm sticking with that concept. Yeah. I also, uh, like the concept of they didn't kill him. Yes. And left him to rule over the ashes of, uh, maybe he's just broken. Maybe like, he's like just, a mad King kind of thing. Yeah. But he's like not even a full person anymore. Maybe they like kind of like cleaved into him and then just left him kind of like, he'll be fine. But you know, like he's just, he's essentially just like a head in a jar, or or maybe just a torso or something well, we like that. Spoke about this about how the uh, the god pacted of the god of death they they kind of can resurrect themselves. They don't die. What if I thought that... it was just that they don't they don't die. I don't think it was they mm-hmm. can resurrect themselves. Well, That's we, a different god. I, I get that, but it was more of the fact that they don't die, and if you don't die, b- but they're ageless, correct? Yes. And did we go over that they can? die from bodily harm yeah i thought that was established that they cannot die natural deaths but if you can't die a natural death but from bodily harm how far can you take it that's what i'm saying i'm saying that like maybe there's a sword that got cleaved through his skull and he's missing like whatever chunk of his brain makes part of him go but i I don't know there's something there i I think there's something there something either from different uh magics or relics that he had he is somehow just keep on ticking yeah i I think but not not quite the same right i think we have to come back to that i think that oh you know what we should do yeah we said we were gonna do like famous people and npcs that would be a yeah well no we should also do dungeons 
right? Or like adventure, like individual adventure sites where we take an idea and then we mine it all the way through. Yeah, no pun intended. Yeah, no, but but like doing something like that, I think that that'd be a really. Let us know, guys, if you think that that's a really cool idea that you want us to kind of focus on in a future episode. Let us know by sending an email to us. Obviously, we're here at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. Well, I think one of the feedbacks that we got from our last uh, Reddit thing was people asking a little bit about the process or like tools that we use. So maybe mm. while we're discussing that, we would be like, this is how we layer out our dungeon. Yeah. And and yeah, my, my dungeons always, or, or at least often begin with the, like a, a very specific concept. And then I kind of go out from there. Hmm. Like, for example, I'm building a dungeon right now, which is your, you will probably face at some point. Go on. Uh, but it is, my original idea was the temple of doom. Okay, cool. Let's go from there. And then like kind of break down elements and see what works and how we can kind of like maneuver it and make it work and what have you. But you know, I always saw those stones in, in a temple of doom that were the people's hearts as just loaves of bread. Really? Yeah. Why? I don't know. They look to me like ideal subbread. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Although, although I think that your ideal of subbread differs from mine because you're clearly going for like some kind of submarine sandwich. Yeah, that is what I'm going for. Yeah, no, I'm I, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not there. Wow. I always like, um, honestly, one of my favorite sandwich breads ever, focaccia bread. Focaccia, focaccia bread is, is like good. easily one of, especially when it's fresh and homemade. No. I I want oh. my cartoonish olive on top. You want Dagwood. You want a Dagwood sandwich yeah. where there's like four layers in between somehow. Mm. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Anyhow. Okay. Yeah. Segway. All right. So yeah, that's my point. That's my point of interest is a, 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 a so-and-so's folly that is a semi-submerged or an entirely submerged city under tar that is indicative of why the God pact of death should not fight each other. That's the idea. Yeah. I also going back to boss log and things like the torque bomb. I like shit's weird. Like yes. that's also the epicenter of the weird in there. Right. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm with it. I'm, I'm right there with you. Like, yeah, you don't, that's where a lot of really chaotic weird, maybe that's actually what causes the the increased chaotic energy from that that kind of uh, disrupts you know the axiomatic oh, yeah. aspect of if, if the god pact weren't there and everything civilization the weirdness would also be there but they are the bastion yeah. cities yeah yeah okay so like maybe there's some kind of weird half and half where it's like there should be there should be an anchoring point of civilization here but it's been destroyed and corrupted and so now you have the chaos of the way or the chaos of the wilds mixed with a city, you know, like a city itself. So you get a cool, like awful, you know, you get the worst of both worlds yeah, type thing. Yeah. So, well, yeah, sorry. I, I accidentally. So yeah. It. yeah. I, I most certainly like waste. I also would love for little things to be out there of like going over into the ghost towns of other areas. Like, Clearly, maybe people could live out in the waste before things happen, but now there's all these like little way stations and things that have been abandoned forever, which I like to think that they build a lot of stuff yeah. to last. Oh, for because... sure. Can, can you imagine also being like, you're, 
this used to be a trade post between these two cities, but now that city is gone, but they're not going to abandon it. So you're kind of sitting there just being like, all right, I guess we're, we're kind of the last stop on the road here, but we're not trading with anyone. So it's this kind of terrible, desolate, you know, like wasteland town. I feel like that's where you get weird, like wild West stories that happen, Mm. you know, where it's like, Oh yeah, that, that city's basically been, or that outpost has basically been abandoned by the government. So that's where you get like, you know, little governmental tyrannical despots and stuff like that. You know, that if, if the government ever actually turned its eye toward them, they'd be fucked. But because it's, you know, yeah, they're not going to spend the time and resources and quite frankly, allowing them to police themselves have saved them resources. Exactly. They're, they're just like, like eh, the bi- if we're sending something through, they're not going to fuck with it because they know not to shit Co- where effectively they're Co- eating. Cost benefit analysis yeah. suggests that, you know, like let it, let a despot rule. Who cares? No, we don't care about that shit. Okay, now I like the fact that there's Wild West shit in here. I'm totally down with this. All right, cool. Uh, Okay, getting away from the the outskirts of the Bank of Death, let's go ahead and focus on the heart, which is the capital. Now, I believe that we mentioned that the capital is not owned by anyone. Uh, One of the god, but yeah, I think that it's... They're all vying for control, and it's they're fighting over uh, the streets... Yeah, one of my favorite aspects that I that we kind of talked about last episode was they're not fighting over street by street, but like little uh, shark uh, shops, little shop cart by shop cart, like it's or or air, like uh, window per window is what they're fighting for when it comes to area and territory. I like that a lot. I think that franchises are kind of a big deal. I think that's really fun. And I, I do want to keep that kind of spirit going mm. where there's almost, almost a gangs of New York style, you know, territory being divided and it's not super safe for you to go. You know, if, if you're, if you're in the dead rabbits, you don't go in the other person's territory. I wouldn't mind there being some sort of not quite gang affiliation of the people, but uh, I forget the name of the comedian, but he talked about how when he went to Russia, uh, you're talking about the machine, the machine, yeah. the machine. Oh my god, yeah. Uh, about it, just like no, no, no. We, we don't worry. We paid off the mob. You're going to be taken well care of. And then when they send him off to another place, just like no, 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 no. My mafia doesn't own that area. But don't worry. I put in a good word for you. You're yep. going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I assume that they're is some peace between them. Like, overarching, there is kind of this fight going on. Yes. But it's all about greasing palms in the right way. I, I can, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay. With that. And, and it, that kind of reinforces the idea of the shadow war that we had going on, where it's, it's, politi- it's considered impolite to just give people money and resources. And so I think in the same way, there can't be open warfare a la you know, gangs of New York, but I think that there is some kind of an affiliation with your particular God pact, right? Here's the thing. Giving money to defeat your, giving money to defeat your enemy is one thing, but having people who are like visiting your city and being it just like, Hey, uh, we wanted to enjoy ourselves in town. How much is that going to cost us? Oh, are you going to be on these streets? Yeah, that'll be about that. But if, if you leave those streets, you're you're fucked. So uh, you're going to want to pay those guys. Okay, this is going to sound ridiculous, but bear with me here. Insurance policies. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But no, hold on. Each, this is going to sound so dumb. I can't wait to unload this on you. 
each area that's controlled by the God Pacted is basically like a different area in Disney World. There's Epcot, Animal Kingdom, MGM. I did want there to be districts, but... I I know, it's so dumb. It's so dumb, but there's something about it that fits just right. I think that, yeah. I'm really getting a weird Warriors feel meets Disneyland now. Well, that already happened in Disneyland. Um, Do you not know about this? There are gangs in Disneyland, and they claim certain rides. What? Oh, yeah. That's a thing. That's a thing. Disneyland has gangs? Disneyland has gangs that wear jackets. They wear jackets, and they're like Haunted Mansion hooligans or whatever the fuck they're called. I don't remember. They're actually a thing. Who are they? They're... How can they afford to go to Disneyland so often? I, I think there's monthly passes, right? Yeah, but it's just... I also... Wow, that is... I swear it's a thing. Go look it up later. I'm sure other people can back me up here as well. But it's a thing. Of all the places to have gangs. They're actually the most polite gangs, though, to be fair. They're, it's not like they're like roughing old people up. It's like, hey, don't cut the line. That type of shit. So they're kind of like the guardian angels who went on the subways and you're like, hey, kind of don't be dicks. Yeah. But also they just enjoy the ride a lot, you know? Weird. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? It's a social club. You know, how else are you going to go out and meet new people? Just hang out at Disneyland. And it's Disneyland specifically in California, not Disney World. I'm still confused because I just feel like Disney should step in and stop the gangs. (laughs) Not something I thought I would have to say. I mean, they're so militant about any litter or anything. You think that they'd be like, just like, no, they keep the peace. No, but think about it, right? Like, they're return customers in groups. They're the ideal customer. And they make sure that people don't act like dickheads. Although, from what I understand, there have been rumbles and scuffle-ups that have happened that Disney did have to actually step scuffle in. Scuffle-ups. Yes, scuffle-ups. I just made that up. I don't fucking know. No, it's somehow what I picture a fight in <laughs> Disney being described as. It's a ballyhoo, I tell ya. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're, we're getting way off. Yeah, we're getting way off topic here. Let's let's talk a little bit more about the Capitol, because the thing that I had in mind was, I, I you know, what? I'm going to abandon my idea because I like this way more. I now want there to be like gangs, polite gangs, polite gangs. That's what I'm going for. It's not like no, those were OK. Those gangs were not polite. Okay? I know. But listen, we've already said that there's lots of theater. I'm sorry. I want some singing and dancing. No, that's too ridiculous. Oh, no. That could totally be happening. Like, uh, you stop snapping. It's bad for the microphones. It's bad for the listeners, It's not hurting them. It's not hurting them, but it certainly isn't helping them. Jazz hands. Yeah, You can't see those. That's not That's why I said jazz hands. Anyway, my point being, right, I want there to be some kind of polite gang system in the capital. Other cities, maybe there's a little bit more knifey in the guts type thing. Those are affiliate gangs. Right. We do not claim any connection to the affiliated gangs. Even though they're sending them money and resources because it's like, maybe, okay, maybe this is it. Maybe all of that open warfare shit only applies to the capital. Maybe you can be as vicious and like brutal anywhere else, 
uh, for within ex- within reason. I think I think open war is not a good idea, but maybe like actual active you can violence, beat the shit out of someone behind closed doors, exactly, or even openly. Like maybe there is maybe the other cities in the Bank of Death are much like gangs of New York, where there's just like, hey, there's a melee happening. There's like dudes with a shillelagh and hatchets just fucking going at each other, but not in the capital. The capital is different. There's civility and there's rule in the capital. That kind of thing. Where fights are more like duels than... Maybe not even necessarily duels, but like... Scufflebutts or whatever the fuck you just said. I said scuffle-ups, sir. God damn it. Anyway, my point being that it's, it's... Maybe it's like... Instead, maybe they send like bards and theater troops up across different areas to be like... That person sucks. Like that, that's the kind of, actually, this is something that came up in a documentary I watched on the night watch. The, there's, um, the night watch is a famous, um, really beautiful movie and a book called night watch. No, no, no. It's, um, it's, it's a painting by Vermeer. He's a Dutch master. It's massive. And it breaks down. I think it's like 42 different points that are all messages within the night's watch itself, which is fascinating. Right. So the idea is that these were political statements. Whenever artwork was revealed back then, there were often hidden messages that were slights and you know aimed at certain families and whatnot. And they had messages in them. And us as modern people, we don't understand that as much unless you're like an art historian. But that's the idea is that maybe this is how warfare works in the capital. It's not through shanking you in the guts in the dark in an alley it's by it's, putting up a beautiful mural it's it's about putting up the best artwork it's about putting up the best theater troupe that's going to insult your enemies like that's how influence is kind of gained and fought and won over in the capital mm. yeah i could also see like to an outsider they'd be like oh it's so beautiful here and right. everything's going on it was just and then and that's the and outside to, populace that they're yeah. trying to uh, gain the popularity of yeah and then to the locals they're like oh shit is really tense right now did you know and like meanwhile a tourist is like wow both of those operas last night were amazing and then there's like scandalous like news sheets going on about like did you see that did you did you see that ludicrous display last night like that type of shit on the opening night of the gala they hosted an opera an opera and they poached the the you know the uh, diva from another from an opposing theater troupe. That's the type of shit that I like mm. because that's the type of thing when I think of rich people who have way too much time and money on their hands. That's how they're going to wage warfare. In in when when they're forced to appear civil anyway. That's yeah. that's the thing because they'll do other gnarly shit outside of the city, but in the capital where they have to perform, that's it. So I didn't get a chance to uh, say this, and, and I don't know if it fits into geography, point of interest, or the capital, but I did want there to be a wine culture. Oh, you did mention yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wanted uh, like vineyards and everything to be particularly, like, it, it's a bit of affluence, but there's like chateaus out there in the waste or like on the corners of the city of where they can grow stuff. And okay. it's also a bit of decadence because it's just like, oh, yeah, I need soldiers. I need men to protect right. this vineyard. Okay, that's super fucking cool because now it's like 
it's a dangerous job to be a to be a wine seller. Like that's the idea, but it's like you know that that wine is the best. Wine, wine uh, seller, rum runners, different alcohol that get grown in the waste. Because I feel like maybe that's something that's weird about the waste. You like can cultivate things out of this soil that shouldn't be. Oh, and that would actually kind of make sense for. So it, it kind of appeals to their international sense of cuisine, right? Where they like this thing from this country and this thing from this country. Well, they can't really, you know, sell it. They can't really cultivate it. And of course, what will any chef tell you is the key to a good restaurant? The wine. No, local fresh uh, ingredients. And but when you when you talk about chaos soil where you can grow anything and it's unique. And it's unique and it's specific. Because the terroir. Yeah, of course. Of course. I can, yeah, now now I'm loving this idea of like these just oh man. And also the he's other a winemaker, he's a badass, like that type of shit, it, right? It's also the fact that uh kind of like going back to the Wild West, uh I forget what they were called, uh, but cattle ranchers and everything, when they would do a cattle uh Cowboys. Cattle drive is yeah. what I was thinking of. They have to bring oh the wine God. from the area. Into the into the capital. Okay, that's so fucking dumb, and I love it. I know. Just I love that shit so much that now we have like a dichotomy between the super fancy and like the cowboy winemakers who are doing like the a barrel run. They're doing a barrel run. They're bringing in the casks from the country. It's not just that, but just going back into the wasteland, post-apocalyptic. I'm picturing now this this big. This big rig of wine. <laughs> yeah, no, like, yeah, like the a cattle drive. Dragon. A cattle drive, but it, like a barrel run, like I yeah. was saying. You gotta, like, whoosh. Like, they're going to look back at those people like we look back at cowboys. Yes, because it's not just the fact that they have to go through the dangers of the waste. Not that they just have to go through the dangers of the waste and everything, but also, that's expensive shit. Yes. Bandits want it. Yeah. Oh, my. And of, oh, man. And you're gonna, and you're gonna do, like, yeah, there, there's a, oh, that's so fucking fun. That is the dumbest, most amazing shit I've ever heard. Oh, God, I realize in Mad Max and in all those things, it was always oil, and this is just wine. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, we're doing Mad Max, too! With Yeah, wine. with wine! Oh, that's amazing, and I love it. That's so fucking amazing. Oh, I'm so happy with this. Okay. Yes, yes. All right, the... The, I did not think I would. I, I originally went in with wine, but this somehow became Mad Max wine. Yes, Mad Max slash cowboy wine, which is even better somehow. Oh man, need so, whiskey in there somehow. Well, whiskey comes from corn, doesn't it? So I don't think that's like you can't grow whiskey, Chris. Chaos soil. No, no, no. it's not coming out in barrels. It's not you're not like whatever. It's my story. <laughs> Fuck your story. <laughs> All right. I feel like we've done a really excellent job this episode talking about the Bank of Death. I feel like we've gotten a lot more of their culture down. Yeah, I always like when 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 we're talking about this and suddenly I really want to do a setting. Yep. And now I really just want to just like guess what you guys are doing? A wine run. Yeah. Oh, careful. You got grape rustlers up there. <laughs> You got, okay, so we have Wild West slash Mad Max wine runners mixed in with Disney gangs in the capital. I mean, how fucking fun is this shit? I'm so down. All right, yeah. Um, I think that'll do it. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think we're good there. Yeah, I'm happy there. Yeah. Uh, all I really right. Wish so I wish I had Daniel's 
input to all of this. Right? Like he'd add he'd add some weird sci-fi nerd shit to it, I'm sure. Oh, whatever. Daniel, we miss you. Fucking wasteland. Oh yeah, that's awesome. I'm I'm super down for this shit. All right. So folks, uh, that will do it for this episode of World Build with us. We hope you enjoyed it. If you didn't, you can go ahead and send us a death threat at worldbuildwithus at gmail.com. Or not. I mean, you can just tell us if you think that, you know, wine and Mad Max kind of mix together. Mm. Uh, yeah. And until next time, remember that we love you very much and we'll see you next week. Good night or good morning. I don't know when you're listening.